righty. All right. It's always important when when somebody's up here teaching. First of all, that you are uh, believing with them. You need because it's just as much as important that you're believing that you're going to hear from God as much as I'm hearing from God and that God is going to use me to share a word for you. You know, it's important. You know, God put gifts in the body, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the edifying of the church. You know, and but it's, it's good that you are... Listen and hear what they're saying. But one thing that is always good to do is that you go into word for yourself and see that it's so. Because when it's all said and done, it's, you can listen, you can hear from people, people can give you prophecies, but you want to always get the answer from God Himself. And and all the, and everything that you hear, everything that you that, you know, people speak in your life, you, you go listen to teaching, you know, you go to church. It's important because when it's all said and done, you've got to know for yourself what you believe. If you don't know for yourself what you believe, you can be, and the Bible all the time says, you know, be not deceived. You know, and the Bible says you can deceive your own self. You know, you can have, your 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 uh, understanding of the word could be mixed up and you could be believing the wrong thing. And you know, that's one thing that most people don't really understand. Most Christians don't really understand that this is one of Satan's greatest tricks that he uses. One of his main um, deceptions that he uses. He gets Christians to do good things. Because he can't get them to do wrong things, he'll get them to do the good things. Though they may be good things, they might not be right things, or the right thing for them to do at that time. Though they're, what they're doing is good, but it might not be what they're supposed to do. You can do good things, and but not doing what you're really supposed to be doing at times. And Satan uses that a lot in, in, in church. And like one of the things that he'll do, you know... And it tells you that in First Corinthians. You can give to the poor, you can do all that, but you don't have love. What good does it do? That's one of the main things that, that we have as Christians is we've got to learn to walk in that love. Um, I'm going to start in um, Matthew 22, and um, starting with verse 37. Of course, in the setting, the Pharisees was trying to trick him, and they was and they was asking him, "What is the greatest commandment?" And, and Jesus said unto the, unto him, "That thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like the first: that thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments do all the law and the prophets hang." He wants all of us. You notice he said all, all your heart, all your soul, that's life. That, that, that word means like life, your life being, your inner self, and all your mind. Notice that's 
if your heart is has two minds in it, you got you got you got the subconscious and the conscious, and that's what he was talking about. You know, it says in, in James don't, that you, you don't want you don't want to have a double minded. Double minded, you can't receive anything from the Lord. That'll help you understand that scripture. That's what that's talking about. That both your both your spirit of your mind, the things that you're hearing and the things that you're believing, come in harmony. That you know that you hear from God. Hearing from God a lot of times, and this is where something I have learned is, especially in today's society, everything's so fast-paced. You're riding down the road, people trying to ride around you, people's in a hurry to go nowhere. You know, that's I always, when I see people like that, nine out of ten times they're going nowhere, but they're in a hurry. We as Christians, we need to learn to relax. We need to be at peace. We don't have to be in a hurry. We should be. We should have. We should be calm. We should know what we're doing. We should be about about the master's business. We need to spend time with God to hear God to know exactly what we're supposed to do. And if we don't know exactly what we're supposed to do, we need to spend enough time until we do know what we are supposed to do. We need to meditate in God's word. We need to confess God's word. We need to pray God's word. Until that word becomes alive and it comes overflow, and you'll know exactly what to do. And it starts with one of the things that starts with is what Jesus said there: it, that you love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all that's within. You know, and another, another, other one is, and one of the other gospels says, "With all that's within you." That's basically what he was saying. He wants all of you. When you're consumed with God, you only hear God. If everything that you do is, and with God is on the forefront of, and when I say God, I want I want to give you a new concept of God. Because when you say God, and, and back in the Hebrew, when they say God, they had names for God, where they recognized God. But when God in the Bible says God is light, God is love, and God is life. So when you think of God, you can exchange light. Love or life. And that will give you a new concept when you read God. Or you can say the source. He is your source. He's the author of your life. He's your owner. That will give you a new concept when you, when you think about God. Because when you have God, He brings love in your life. He brings life in your life. And He, he brings light into your life. That's... That's very important that you get that understanding because it helps you understand who God is. Because in the let's go back to Genesis chapter one. I always like to go to the foundation. Genesis chapter one. It said, "In the beginning, God, the God that is light, the God that is love, and the God that is life. He created the heavens and the earth." And it says, "And the earth was, or I like to say, became, because that's more what it, what happened. The earth became." without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, or light be, and light was, and light became. You find out in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. When He created that, and that's the original creation, you know, God don't make things that... that, that mess up so you find out that it became the earth became that way now I'm not going to go back there and turn for time's sake but what 
Heaven had something happen in it. They had a rebellion in heaven. The angel Lucifer rebelled against God. And he said in his heart, he didn't speak it out of his mouth. A lot of people, I always hear a lot of people when they teach, they say that he said, I will, I will do this, I'll come against. No, he said it in his heart. God wouldn't let it even come out of his mouth. That, that, and that rebellion, that's when, that's when he, said, he said in him was formed iniquity. That's when sin came into being. God didn't create sin. Lucifer did. It turned him, in from, it turned him into the devil, Satan, when he rebelled. Because God said, have five I wills. I will, I will. And Jesus said, I've seen, I seen Satan fall as lightning from the sky. He hit this earth. That's what happened to this earth. You can go back in Jeremiah, you find out that God judged this earth, and and that this earth one time was formed, in, and it's in um, Jeremiah chapter 4, that, that this earth was in judgment, and, and everything that was covered with water. And, and that's what you start seeing. God came in, and He restored it. But not only did He restore the earth, he did something unusual when he said, light be. He took the invisible and made it visible. He took the spirit, and, 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 and that was the first time that, that that happened, what we call matter, that spiritual force that came forth, that we, that we walk and we live in today, that came out of God. Because when, you said, when he said light be, that wasn't sunshine. Sunshine didn't happen until day four. God spoke to himself. God had an image of himself that he was going to restore what was going on. And he spoke to himself that out of himself, light came and light be. Be. Key, that's a key thing when you stay in the Bible. When he said light be. When we say, when we call things as not as though they were, we call them into be. Be thou whole. Think about it. That's speaking from your spirit and calling things forth. Well, that's what God did. We operate just like God. When you read Genesis chapter 1, that shows you the spirit realm. Because you notice when you're reading it says God. And, and, and everything that you read is, is like you're seeing the image of it. Then you go from chapter... Then you go into the chapter two, and I believe chapter one, chapter two didn't start until actually um, verse four, because you're still seeing God. And when God en ended it, then then He says, "These are the generations of heaven and earth, which were created the day the Lord God made the earth and the heaven." When He recreated and restored the earth, you're seeing Jesus. He was the one who executed that. You start seeing, and, and it's, it's what he does. He gives them fellowship. He takes man on a tour of the garden because he was a king. God's a king. And when you're in the presence of the king, they go and show you the kingdom that they created. And you just don't go in God's presence any kind of way. You know, it's, it's very important when you're in the presence of God that you... That you when you go in the presence of a king, do you conduct yourself in any kind of manner? Do you go in there chewing gum? 
you go in there just running around doing all kind of things. Now, I understand, you know, there's a difference when when it's little children. But as adults, we need to learn how to enter and be in the presence. You think about, look at, look, you ever read the first chapter of Revelations? Look how he describes and when he's in his presence. He says, I made you kings and priests. And he starts telling all the, all the things that's going on. When you, when you go in the presence of the king, you go in the presence of the king, you, you see gold and stuff. You go in the court. There's, matter of fact, people, that they, they go in front of the, front of the uh, king or a queen, you've got to go through classes, etiquette, or you can't even see them. And if you don't pass that class, you can't even get in their presence. I mean, you just can't, you can't walk up to the White House and go and see President Trump. There's protocol there. And, you know, we should think that, you know, and we're, we're going to the one who created the heavens and the earth. And, but, you know, this is something that, uh, here's something you don't see in Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. This ain't church. You don't see no choirs, no preachers, no singing, none of that, do you? Because God was in control. Church didn't come along. Church was put in because of the fall. Okay? That's when church was. When man, see, as long as he gave, he gave man, God told, told him in Genesis 2.17, he says, You can take all the trees of the garden, but the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not partake of that. He wasn't withholding it from him, but he told him, this will be the consequences if, if you eat of this tree. Dying, you shall surely die. But he also gave him a command. He told him to keep and guard and dress the garden. He told him that in that garden, there was an outlaw. There was a, a, something that he had to guard against. There was nothing in that garden that needed to be guarded against except for an outside force. Something that was in there. Because you don't need to guard something if there's not something there. And you notice that there was two trees in the garden. The tree of life that you hear mentioned in the, in the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It's, that's kind of significant. Because if it's not mentioned as a tree, back in the Hebrew, they, they, they had that as a source of life. I'm going to leave that hang there. There was a tree of good and evil, and there was a tree of life. Two trees. You see, two trees, it always happens, and it goes throughout the Bible. But, he told them not to eat of the, the tree of good, the good and evil. Why? Because everything God created was good. He didn't create evil. You, when you read Genesis, it says, this was good, this was good. And before he, before he put man on there, he said, this is very good. I'm ready to bring man into the situation. And he gave him two things to start out with. He gave him dominion. He spoke a blessing over him. He told him to have dominion. And he gave him seeds so he could reproduce. That he would be able to take, take that. And these, these still things today is what we do. Is when we learn who we are and have dominion in this earth. That's what God... That's what God wants. That's what Adam lost. Adam lost dominion. 
because God gave him dominion. And when he rebelled against God, he didn't know he was naked, for one thing. They was naked before, before the things. And Psalms 8, it said that he, that said he was crowned with glory and honor. That, his, that, that glory and that authority went all the way up, pretty much up to heaven. What God did is when he, when he blessed man, he had man to rule earth. Our role was not to rule heaven, but we was to make heaven here down here on earth. And that's still what we're supposed to do today. Even Jesus prayed that. Thy will be done. He said, pray this. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We should not allow things, you know, to go on around us that we see every day. I mean... I'll give you an example. I I was getting ready for work, and I and I was watching a sports program the night before, and of course different things came on when I turned on the TV, and I heard stuff. I heard language on regular TV that 20 years ago they'd have took them off the air. You know what I'm saying? And it grieved my spirit. I hurried up and turned, and I said. And I, and I said, God, this ain't right. He says, yeah, you know that's not right. But what are you going to do about it? What are you going to start praying about it? When are you, what are you going to start speaking about it? When are you going to stop? When are you going to take authority that I gave you? Because I can't do anything unless you do something about it. And, uh, you know, that woke me up. And that's what I'm saying. We have a, Everybody says God's in control. Well, God's in control through us. If we don't give him access, he's not going to do anything. And if we just go about carrying ourselves any kind of way, and we, and, and, and we as believers, we should not look like the world. We should not act like the world. We should be, they should be able to tell that we're not like the world. You know how we're going to do that? It's in John chapter 13. It tells you how the world will know that we're of God, as we love one another. When we love one another, even as God loves us, He called us blood. Think about this. Uh, uh, when when Jesus, okay, Jesus went, when Jesus came in the earth, and when He became that, He knew when it was time for Him to step into ministry. He went and found His cousin, John the Baptist. Why did He find John the Baptist? Because John the Baptist was the authority of that day. Jesus had to submit to the authority that was on the earth. It was prophesied back in Isaiah and Malachi, talking about the ministry of John the Baptist. And, it was, and he was the authority. He was the God. And, and, and people even questioned, what authority, when they questioned Jesus, what authority did he come under? And they, and they wanted to do it about John, but they wouldn't do it because they knew that he was the authority of that day. Go read your Bible. You'll find that out. I'm not going to do all you studying for you. Some things you got to learn yourself. So he came and he says, I need to be baptized you. And he goes, he looked at him and says, baptize you? I mean, he says, sufficient. He said, let it be so. It's, it's supposed to be so. So he went and baptized him. What happened then? Of course, when he came up, the Spirit of God spoke and everybody heard him. This is my son. My beloved son, who I'm well pleased. 
And it says the Spirit of God took him into the wilderness. And what did, the, what did Satan do at that time? After he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he came up to tempt him. What was his temptation about? You notice everything he says, he used the word, but he didn't use the God, he, he knows the word. That's something you understand. Satan knows the word and he knows how to half use it. He'll give you enough truth to hook and sink you, but he won't, give you, he won't tell you the whole truth. But what he was going against is he, God told him that he was his son. And he was trying to, if you're the son of God, you do this. If you're the son of God, do that. If you're the son of God, he was trying to question the word that God gave him. He comes to steal the word. So when you read that, realize he's coming. This is my beloved son. And it's still today. When you go read the beloved son, when you become saved, you're his beloved. You need to, you need to claim them scriptures. You need to see yourself as the beloved of God. I'm beloved of God. And when you... And, and, and the Bible says that Jesus, that He loves G, you just as much as He loves Jesus. Amen. And when you get a revelation of that, I'm telling you, and, it, it, and that's not something that you're going to just pick up and say, oh, "Okay, this is a revelation." But God loves us, and it, it pleased Him just as much to call us sons as it does Jesus. But we need to walk into it. Sonship, you know, we're born. In the image and the likeness of God. The image is that invisible. You can't see the image. In the image of God, you're seeing what God's called you to be. You're learning to, to tap in the things that God's called you to be. That image. That image is on the inside. And that image can grow as you feed on it. How do you, how do you feed that image? You feed that image by... Confessing God's Word, praying God's Word, meditating God's Word. It's very important to do all that. Because when you do that, God made it that way. To where you can see yourself through the Word. We need to start seeing ourselves through the Word. Because if we don't see ourselves through the Word, we won't, we won't get to where we're, where we're called to be. I'm telling you. If you see yourself as you see yourself in, in, in a natural mirror, there's a supernatural mirror that you look in that translates that image. And the more you look into this mirror and see God's reflection of you in there, the more you'll start to see what you're called to do. The more that you'll start seeing what the Word says to do. The more you'll start seeing life how life's supposed to be. Not how it is now, but how it's supposed to be. It's very important that we learn, we start getting love. Love should be in the forefront of our mind. That is, God commands us to love. People always say, I want Jesus to manifest in, 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 in my life. I'm going to tell you how you get Jesus to manifest in life. Keep the commandment of love. Because he told, he, told he told the disciples just before he was gone, if you love me and you keep my commandments... I will manifest myself to you. Yet people are doing all kinds of things to get God, try to get God to manifest, but keep the commandments of God. Walk in the light as He is in the light. 
Walk in the truth that you know. It's not how much you know. It's, it's what you know that you walk in the light that you do know. Because when you walk in the light that you do know, there's no sin in your life. Go read John chapter 1. And you'll find that out. And if you step out of that, you just acknowledge, God, I missed it. I know you're faithful. I know you're just. And you receive the cleansing and you get back in that light. And keep on walking in that love and keep on walking it out. Because he says, if you think that nobody has sin, he says you're a liar. Everybody misses it. But you don't have to stay there. The minute you do and the minute you recognize it, just acknowledge Lord, I missed it. I acknowledge that I missed it. I need your help on this. I know you're faithful and just to cleanse me. Then I walk back in and I receive this cleansing. Guess what? And it says we've got an advocate with the Father. i got a lawyer who goes up there and takes care of all that. I don't have to worry about all that. Sin is not my problem. He took the blood. And when you take the blood, if you do wrong thing, take the blood. Go to the blood. It'll cleanse it. Don't, 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 don't mess with it. Don't, don't fight with it in your mind. You say, I'm going on with that, and I'm going to keep on going forward, and I'm going to keep on walking in the light. And he'll start showing you what to do, and you won't do that. Because, let me read your scripture here. First um, John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. And, um, okay, let me, um, I'm going to read, I'm going to start in, um, let's go, I'm going to skip, I'm going I'm to read a couple of verses, I'm going to skip a verse. I'm going to start in, number, in verse 3. And hereby do you know that you know him, that you keep his commandments. And I'm going to skip down to verse 6. And he said unto him, Abide in him as, as you ought him also yourself to walk at, even as he walked. And I'm going to skip down to verse 10. Verse 10. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. If you're in the light, outside of the light is darkness. When when you step out of the love, you're you're walking in darkness. What's what darkness? The curse, the curse that's in everything that goes along with the curse. But if you walk in the light, he redeemed us from the curse of the law. We don't have to be we don't we don't have to have any effects of it. But it's not automatically. He, we're supposed to walk as he walked. We're supposed to walk in the light. Sin is, what is sin? Sin is when you, you know what to do, but you don't do it. Or you're not walking in, in the light that you do know. You know to do something better. You know to do this, but you don't do it. It's an act of your will. What agape love is an act of the will, like passion and preaching on, on your will. When you, what he's wanting, he's wanting you to activate your will and say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to go and do. When we make a quality decision, this is how I'm going to live my life. 
and I will do that. I make an act of my will, and this is how I'm going to be. And it don't matter what's going on around me, who likes it, who doesn't, whatever, that's how I'm going to live my life. And, you know, most of the time when you're blessed, people don't like the way you live. But it's all right. Because usually the people who don't like the way you live ain't blessed. But, you know, I'd rather be blessed than have people not be concerned about how I live my life. All right. I took a side journey. Let's go back. Genesis chapter 1. When we talked about Lucifer, when he fell here on the earth. And darkness. We've been talking about light and darkness. You know, this darkness was on the face of the deep. Without. God always works within. Satan always works without. And when you're dealing with people, it says to walk circumspectly with people that are without. But God always works from the inside out. That's how the animals was clothed. When, he, when, he, when God had, had Adam name all the animals, he had to look at them animals and he had to see that they was like him. That's when he knew that he was alone because he, because every animal came up in pairs. What's up with this God? I mean, then yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and God said, you know, not good for him to be alone. And of course, you know what he did. And um, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But uh, outside of walking light is darkness. So when when Adam committed high treason, which is he he get, he went against God's law that he put into motion. He created what we call now the curse. That's when curse came. The blessing that he had in, that God put in his life that he was blessed with turned into the curse that we now see here on this earth. Because he told him, dying you shall surely die. There were two deaths. He didn't die he didn't die naturally there. He didn't you know, when he ate there, but he did he he, he what happened? He discovered that he had. He was aware of things. He wasn't aware of a lot of things till after he took took partaken of the fruit. Then he came he got, he came aware of this natural he came aware of this natural and he he became he he fell below what he was actually called to do. That's why they call it a fall. Now understand why they call it a fall? Because he fell below the nature that he was attended and originally created. Before that time, he spoke and things came about. He was created to to take that garden, and he was supposed to take that garden and make that take that garden and sow his seed and make a garden Eden everywhere he went. But he didn't do that. But this is this is where you this is where you find out. He discovered what was good and evil. He what he did. He got his conscience. That's what happened. That's why they call it they call it the dispensation of conscience. He came aware of the natural way of living. He wasn't aware of that at that time, before that time. He didn't even wear he was naked. And God says, Where are you? Because he had to hit. I can imagine the suit he tried to make out of fig leaves. <laughs> he tried to hide himself. He can't hide from God. But he tried to hide himself. And he says, where are you, Adam? God gave him an opportunity. And, of course, he blew that too. But we can't be mad at Adam. Because, see, God had a master plan when he, when he said to Adam. 
Because when he told, because when he made that plan, Satan was out there licking his lips. He says, "If this one man sins, I get all mankind." Because all of us was wrapped up in Adam. So this is this is what this is what Satan was looking on the outside. I got this one man. I got everybody comes after him. Mm-hmm. And he's thinking he got the best bent end of the deal. I mean, Satan he he thinks a little different than what other people think. He's thinking, "Well, I got this one man. I'm gonna keep." But see, God. He, did, he, he stopped and he, he, made a, he made a statement to him. He says, I'm going to bring a seed. He's going to bruise your head. He's going to heal. Genesis 3.15. He promised him that he was going to... And that's where you see that seed. Of course, we know, looking at it from where we're, the time we're sitting at, we know who the seed is. We know the seed is Jesus. But, Jesus, look what Jesus did. Guess who's the seed now? We are that seed. Think about that. Every time the devil comes up and says something to you or comes up, well, you don't need to listen to him for one thing. You know he's a liar. He offers lies and stuff. But when he says that, them kind of things, you've got to realize you are that seed now, even that God promised. Because he looks, because when God looks at you, he looks at you the same way he looks at Jesus. We need to start thinking that way. We need to start getting our image of who we are higher. We need to start walking and talking and looking like everybody else is in this world. And we need to start seeing us ourselves as God sees us. And it's very important that we do. But see... That's something, but I'm going to end this at this. I'm going to try to give you this understanding. I'm I'm trying to believe God for the word to really to drop this into your spirit to where you can see it. But to understand good and evil, you know, in Hebrews it says that we can discern between what is good and what is evil through righteousness when we walk effectively in righteousness we can understand because God never intended for us to know evil everything God intended for us to ever see was good but because Satan rebelled against heaven Adam rebelled against God this is where this is where God didn't God didn't God wasn't surprised by it God made, because see, God knew us before the foundation of the world. The foundation of the world, understand what the foundation of the world, the foundation of the world, in the Greek that means that's when things fell. When, when, when Satan fell, that's when the world system came about. That is the world. The system that he thinks, where, where the world system is, I can do something without God. That's what the world system is. And if you ever listen to people in the world, that's what they'll tell you. You'll hear the big I, 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 the pride, all, all them kind of things. Things that we shouldn't have as believers. Walking is, like Pastor said, mere men. We should be walking as the seed of Abraham. As Jesus, as he walked, so shall we. As he is in the light, so shall we be in the light. 
And that's where we that's where we're going to. We should have that forefront that in the forefront of our mind. We're going to walk in love with one another. We're going and, and Jesus said, I only do what I hear the Father do. I only say what I hear the Father say. And I always do them things that please the Father. What pleases the Father? One that pleases the Father when you love the, your neighbor as yourself. When you treat and that's not when it says neighbor that means people who God puts across your path. Because the one account they use, he uses a good Samaritan. And there was three people. Two of them walked, walked around them and wouldn't, and wouldn't do anything with them. The one who listened to God took care of him, put him cleaned him up, bandaged him, put him in a room, paid for him until he could come back for him. That's your neighbor. When when you when you when God tells you to do something or, or do something for a person or 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 you know He gives you an assignment or whatever assignment you give him, I don't know what that is. You know, you're the one who's got to know. That's why I say you got to, you got to learn to hear God for yourself and get answers for yourself. Sometimes it's good you listen. To, see, God puts puts gifts in the body for you to learn. But you're not going to, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I can't live off of somebody else's revelation until it becomes part of me. Because if I, if I try to live off another man's revelation, I'll fall every time. Every time. But to when I know that I know that I know that I know, that, that, that when, I'm, when I'm facing a situation, I know when I, when I hit a crisis, I know what to do. I know how to believe God. I know how to get an answer from God. That I don't have to, you know, it's all right, to, and it tells you it's all right to get counsel. It's good, it's all right to get counsel because, but you, when it's all said and done, after all the counsel you get, you better have thus saith the Lord, you better hear God for yourself. Because that's good. You might get a prophecy. That's good. You know, the Bible tells you to, you know, don't despise prophecy. But you better make sure you know that's from God. Because it ain't like in the Old Testament where the prophet, if he if he wasn't hearing from God, you know, it was yeah, it was a little different. But today we're we we are to judge prophecy. We're supposed to make sure that it's from God, that it's edifying, that it's comfort, you know, that it, it that is what it is. So I hope y'all, and I'm believing right now that I made a deposit in your. In, in your life today, that, and I know right now that if you will take this word and you'll apply it to your life, that you'll come into another level. And as you read the Bible, the Bible's going to start opening up to you, because that's 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 important. When you start reading God, start seeing what God is. He's light. He's love. He's life. Get a new understanding of who God is. Is he is he is he illuminating your life? Is he bringing life into your life? Is he bringing that 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 over and abundance in your life? Is it is what what he's saying in your life? Is it is it making you want to go and and be closer to him? Because if you, if if what God says is not drawing you closer to him, then it might not be from God. You see what I'm saying? So you know, and, I, and when I say 
stuff like, you know, everything that you do, you know, you're not, just because, you know, you need to learn to listen to God more, and you can do good things, but you can do good things in the wrong way. That's why I say it's important that you hear from God for yourself. So when you know that you're doing something, what you're doing is going to bring rewards in your life. It's going to bring fruit in your life. Because anything God tells you to do, and I'm going to tell you something, a lot of things God tells you to do, it's going to be beyond yourself. I guarantee you. When it's from God, it's usually, you're going to have to use faith. Because see, God's not he'll he'll tell you things, and He's not going to give you everything. He's not going to say, okay, we, we go over here. No, you take this next step. No, He's probably going to tell you, Go over here, you get over here, and you're looking around, and finally you realize what you're doing over there. Oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do, because he leads and he guides you. Father, I thank you today. I thank you, Father, this word will not return void, but it shall accomplish in the thing which is a sin. And Father, right now, I thank you for these people right now, and I thank you, Father, that, you're, you're, that this seed will grow up and will produce a harvest in them. And I bind the enemy that tries to steal this word. I thank you, Father, that you will show them not to let this word be stolen out of their hearts right now in Jesus' name. Amen.